At AGI, we take grain bin safety seriously. With Bin Manager, from the convenience of your smartphone, you can know the condition of stored grain without having to climb a ladder or stairs to monitor temperature and moisture. AGI Bin Manager is fully automated, meaning you can trust that grain is safe and in condition without returning to the bin to turn on or off fans and heaters. With advanced algorithms to optimize fan and heater controls, you can be confident that your hard-earned harvest will be in condition when it is time to sell. Find AGI Bin Manager at aggrowth.com digital. Hi, I'm Caitlin Dubin, and this is the Rural Woman Podcast. I'm a first-generation farmer who married into agriculture. Born and raised in a city, I was so unfamiliar with where my food came from, but I was determined to figure it out. Through my journey into agriculture, I saw women who were strong but humble, often taking a back seat. To me, these women were leaders who deserved a seat at the table. I created the Rural Woman Podcast to share the voices of women in an industry whose stories often went untold. The rural entrepreneurs who live and breathe their work, full of grit and pride. We come here to share our stories, to be in community with each other, to be challenged and inspired, but most importantly, to be celebrated and to be heard. We may not all live, farm, ranch, or homestead the same, but we are all connected. We are rural women, and our stories are worthy of being told. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. This week, you'll hear part one of my two-part series of my mini interviews of the attendees of the Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference that I was a part of in June 2022. Over this two-day conference, hundreds of women from the industry gathered in Calgary, Alberta to hear from a variety of speakers and panels, and most importantly, we connected with one another. I'm so grateful to each and every woman who took some time out to sit down with me and have a quick chat for the podcast. Before we get to this week's interviews, let's go over this week's Ultimate Field Meal Guide review. I know I threw you off. You thought I was going to read a podcast review, but it is in fact a review that was left for the Ultimate Field Meal Guide that I created recently. Sarah B. says, where was this guide eight years ago? It would have been a lifesaver when I first started doing field meals, but even now with eight years under my belt, it's a great tool for me to have. There are gorgeous photos and quick and easy recipes and those checklists, exclamation mark. Thanks, Caitlin, for making this. Well, you are so welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for leaving that review on the Ultimate Field Meal Guide. If you want to get your hands on this guide to help you with your field meals this season, you can head on over to wildrosefarmer.com and head to the shop. It is at the top of the list there, or simply scroll down on your podcast player and it is in your show notes. 
I want to also quickly say a warm welcome to our newest patron, Danielle C., who is joining us over on Patreon in supporting the stories of women in agriculture to be shared through this very podcast. So thank you so much for your financial support. And if you are interested in supporting the show and getting some perks and benefits, head on over to patreon.com slash the rural woman podcast to join. Without further ado, my friends, let's get to this week's part one of the mini interviews from the Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference. My name is Adriana Graham. I am a university student at the University of Saskatchewan going into my fourth year studying environmental science. I am from a small grain farm outside of Etonia, Saskatchewan, where I live with my parents at the moment. And I'm currently working at an ag retail in Etonia. Amazing. What made you decide to go the environmental science route versus the agriculture route? It was actually a process of elimination. I realized that I didn't want to really do anything else. And so I was like, well... I think environmental science because I can do like lots of other things. And so, yeah, <laughs> there was so many more opportunities I felt. So that's yeah. where I started. Well, and really when we think of it, environmental science and agriculture go hand in hand and what you're learning helps farms and helps farmers and all of the good things. So I want to give a quick shout out to your mom before <laughs> we go any further. So say hi to mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. (laughs) So good. Hi, mom. Okay. What have been some of your biggest takeaways from the Advancing Women's Conference? Honestly, a big part of what I like about ag is the people and connecting people with other people and like just being that intermediate connection. And so one of the big takeaways is that you might have all your knowledge in your head, but if you don't actually put it into practice, no one is going to ever learn anything and you're just going to kind of stay at the same spot. So by communicating what you know, you can help people help other people. And that's like a huge part for me. What is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? Honestly, just saying that I'm a woman in egg. A lot of people are like, oh, agriculture, male. Like, no, I'm actually a woman and I can actually do pretty much everything men can do and often better. Amen to that. Yeah, I'm B Pratyusha Chanapati, but I go by B. So and I like to make it easy for other people. <laughs> and I live right now here in Calgary, Alberta, but originally from India, came as a student to McGill with an engineering background, no clue in agriculture other than going during summer times to my grandfather's place, but doing something very different crops like peanuts and chilies, which you wouldn't hear on this side of the continent. That's how my journey happened from east to west. Amazing. And what made you decide that agriculture was going to be the field that you chose to pursue? 
definitely. Uh, just to take you a little bit back, uh, during my undergrad, because I come from chemical engineering back home, you need to do a full-time project in the final year of your engineering to actually graduate. And one of the things my university was very, very adamant about is like, you want to solve a problem in the community, which is a great thing. And I'm very, very grateful they are that way. And one of the projects which came as like a bunch of farmers who are floriculture, again, you don't hear that here often, came to us and they said they are having a fungicide problem, like fungal infection for all the flowers. And already the government has launched a really good biofungicide because back home, as you know, the farmers are very small acre holders. Even after subsidizing, it was still expensive for them to buy. So they reached out to university asking if we could develop at a much lower cost. So that's how the journey started. I started realizing what are the difficulties and I realized how much engineering skill set can be brought in. And, you know, when I was meeting these farmers, they were amazing people. I felt like I was at home and that was 10 years ago. And still the passion is the same and I see it. And that's when I knew agriculture is where I need to be. Amazing. What have been some of your biggest takeaways from the conference so far? Uh, one thing, it's not just the conference, but in general, like when I moved from Eastern Canada to Western Canada, I realized it's like people are very welcoming no matter where you come from. They share your passion. They're ready to help. And that's something, again, reflected after pandemic in this conference too. Absolutely. What is the most rewarding thing about being a woman in agriculture for you? One thing I would definitely say is like the journey in agriculture, no matter what, from where you start, what your background is, whatnot, a whole community is there to help you to get wherever you want to go. Uh, like whether it could be like you want to promote, they're very proud of it and they're like ready to hold your hand when you don't know something. And I was just telling a couple of my youth council members yesterday, when I first came to Canada, we don't have ice hockey back in India. I had to learn. And there are like some amazing farmers who taught me ice hockey 101. And I'm very grateful for it. And things like that, those are little things for them maybe, but it has helped me in my career and a lot of friends to start the conversations, to break the ice and also to understand the little things which I might not because I work in an office. I'm not that out in the field, but now I make a point that every summer I'm out in the field meeting at least two to three big farms or like small farms, whoever is available. I'm fine. I'm like, okay, can you explain why you're doing in this way or whatnot? Now it helps me better with my career as well. Like, okay, that doesn't work practically in a field. So let's think about something else. So I'm very, very grateful for all the people who have given their time. And I want to make sure I give, I do the same for the next generation or whoever wants, whoever reaches out to me. I make sure that I give them the same time as well. So my name is Cesare Marie. I'm from Abitibi in Quebec. And I'm kind of in between things at the moment. So I just finished my master's. I did a, like a master's of science in plant science. And so studying plant diseases. And now I'm working for the federal government and I'm doing uh, in Global Affairs Canada in international development. And we look at food security and agriculture. And then next fall, I'm going to do a PhD. So in between things. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Where did you get your start in agriculture? What drove you to agriculture? It's kind of funny because I think it was a bit by not mistake. I don't like to say mistake, but it was a bit out of the blue because I was interested more into like nutrition, health, environment, and this aspect of international development. So I did this course in global food security. And my first year of university, all my classes were with the agronomy students. And I just really was interested in agriculture. And I thought to myself, I think that's more the path I want to follow, especially understanding the links with the environment, the links with human animal health. And I just thought, oh, my God, there are so many solutions to all the global challenges that we're kind of looking to solve. I think a lot of them can come from agriculture. So that's how I got into it. So neat. What have been some of your biggest takeaways from the conference so far? I just love hearing all the stories. I just really, really enjoyed everyone sharing exactly like how they got into agriculture, whether it was from their parents or, you know, like you, just kind of not having that background in the family and just having like met all these different people. For me, that's the biggest takeaway for sure. What is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? Something I find really rewarding is when I'm talking with people that don't are not from an ag background, like my my friends, and I'm able to, I guess, convey my passion and what I see now in agriculture, and then like seeing that click in their mind, to me that that's the best part, definitely. Totally. Yeah. My name is Emily Herder. My husband and I run Springherd Farms in central Alberta. We live near Roseland, Alberta. And so we have a cattle and sheep operation with a mix of all sorts of different animals. And we farm, but then also do education for kids and producers and uh, have our own podcast as well that we recently started. That's amazing. What's the name of your podcast? The Herd Community. And so our goal in that is just to help celebrate the lifestyle that is farming. We do things from interviewing vets and providing practical knowledge to support producers all the way to, you know, talking about the community care that makes farming so wonderful. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So did you grow up in agriculture or was this something new for you? No, both my husband and I grew up in agriculture. I uh, was fortunate enough to be involved in the farm uh, the whole way through. And that's part of our passion is just involving our kids and growing that and helping other families to grow that experience. So it was just natural for my husband and I to move out and start on our own. Yeah, for sure. So what types of education are you providing to kids specifically? Yeah, so I guess for us what fit natural was that our kids are one, three, and five. And so as we involved them on the farm, we started to get animals that were easy for them to be involved in, easy for them to see the processes of how we take care of them and then what we use them for in terms of market value. And we started to notice there was deficits with kids that maybe didn't have those opportunities. So COVID hit and we started offering virtually education sessions where I would talk to the kids in not a method of showing them cute animals, but a way of explaining what we do on on the farm and how we take care of these animals, what we use them for. And so in every session I have the animal there with me. And so the kids are able to see them and ask questions. And what started out is just offering to our local schools. We now offer all over North America. I do preschools in California and Florida and New York, all the way up to none of it. So it's been really great. That's amazing. That's so cool. Can't wait to learn more about that. What have been some of your biggest takeaways from advancing women so far? 
You know what? I think what I appreciate the most is coming from a community that's predominantly male-driven in agriculture and has been historically. It's just seeing the conversations and the relationships that happen here. It, it wouldn't have been something that I would have thought of attending. I had I had won my package here, but coming here, I realized that women in agriculture isn't something new. It isn't something that's meek. Women are complex and they they combine the roles of being mothers and family facilitators and women in egg. And these women do it the best and they do it beautifully. So I think it's been seeing the examples that they set and then being able to take that back to, to carry it through. For you, what is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture? You know what? I think the most rewarding part for me is that you're not defined by one role. So I can I can be out there pulling a lamb and come in and make supper for my family. And it's not that one role is less important than the other. It's all combined together to help the family farm run in the way that it needs to. And being a woman in egg is a dynamic role and it looks different for everyone. And so I think for me, it's just combining everything and building up a legacy and, and uh, a home that we can be proud of and that we can showcase for for other kids and families because agriculture is really the best way to live. And, and if we can, you know, make the best of it and show all the wonderful aspects of it, then more people are likely to follow. For sure. My name is Jacintha Kulchar. I'm from Vanderhoof, British Columbia, and I just recently purchased a um, working cattle operation. I've always been in farming, but we have cattle, sheep, and laying hens. And prior to that, uh, well, I grew up on the farm, and I went to I worked at a vet clinic. Then I went to Australia for five years. Met my husband. We decided we want to come back to Vanderhoof, and. Now, here we are. Now, the rest is history. Is your husband from Australia? He is. And he yeah. came here. He, <laughs> we came up for my sister's wedding in 2014, and he told me when we got back, he's like, I'm moving to Canada. You can come if you want. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. Well, I have to say farms and ranches in British Columbia are really pretty, so mm-hmm. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me what it's been like to, I guess, transition from farming in Canada, going to Australia and working there and then coming back here and doing it. Are there a lot of similarities or is everything completely different? Everything's completely different down there compared to like my little hometown. We we basically grow forage to feed our cows. That is our whole process. We don't do much in grain. So going to Australia, everything is grain down there and huge acres and cotton. Cotton was the first thing I worked in and that was a, an eye-opener for sure. So to see a lot of those different aspects in farming and then to bring some of it back, not all of it works here, but some of those ideas back is really neat. Yeah, that is so cool. What have been some of the biggest takeaways that you've had during this conference? Uh, my biggest takeaway, I guess it was, it was, I actually shared it on my Facebook because I'm like, wow, they said this quote twice. The one about Madeline Albright, about there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. And I find that is very true. Um, but the speakers are so motivational and so inspiring and leadership, communication. That's a huge thing with like me and my family and my husband 
communication. I don't always communicate. So if I can better that, it's going to make a world of difference. Yeah. Communication skills in any industry, in any relationship, I think are a good thing to have. So (laughs) that's wonderful. What do you think is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture? My dad, he always told us, do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want to be. Don't just base that on being a girl or a boy. You can, the sky's the limit. So I think I've really taken that and I really have a lot of initiative with my own farming practice and just kind of own it. And there are some people who don't see that that's how it should be. There's a, hopefully a winning battle we're going for, but not, it's just, I've been raised this way. So I just, this is life. Growers have a lot to consider when it comes to storing grain. Are you getting the most out of your on-farm grain storage? Could an aeration model help to better determine fan, heater, or dryer needs? And what is the ROI if you installed a bin manager system to remote monitor and control in-bin grain conditioning? At AGI, we want you to ask the tough questions about how Bin Manager allows growers like you to know exactly what is happening inside your bins without climbing a ladder or stairs, or how you can benefit from remotely monitoring your grain temperature and moisture from a smartphone, or how fully automated fans and heaters can provide peace of mind all season long. Contact an AGI representative today for a free on-farm smart storage assessment. Find AGI Bin Manager at aggrowth.com slash digital. That's aggrowth.com slash digital. I'm Caitlin Kitsan. I am from Saskatchewan, East Central Saskatchewan, farm with my family there, and also work for Glacier Farm Media in the Discovery Farm and Events Division. Amazing. Glacier Farm Media is one of the reasons that we're here today. (laughs) Yes, they are. Tell us more about your family farm. Our family farm is located um, north of a small town called Theodore, Saskatchewan, and we have a grain and cattle operation. I'm definitely more plugged into the cattle operation than the grain. I find that a lot more interesting, but I also know how important both are for the success of the family farm. Yeah, that's amazing. So what made you decide to go down the career path that you're in versus being a cattle farmer? (laughs) Yeah. So when I was in high school, I wanted to become a teacher, but I had the opportunity to do some international traveling in high school to third world countries. And I became pretty passionate about food security. And on my last trip, I was like, I want to help find a solution to end global hunger. And agriculture is a really big part of being that solution. So I decided to go to the U of S, thought I was going to study animal science to come back to the farm and be a vet and ranch and realize that biology and chemistry just were not my things. So I switched over to egg business and I really like my job right now because I get the flexibility to work full time for a company as well as spend like calving and harvest at the farm helping out. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Absolutely. I always think like when you get to work part-time off of the farm with something that you really love doing and then to get to go back for the fun stuff I think that's like the best of both worlds (laughs) yes for sure so what have been some of your biggest takeaways from advancing women so far I think you know being 
a young leader in a business that is going through a lot of change, just some of the, you know, great leaders talking about, you know, how they've changed their business, talking a lot about burnout, being a young leader, you know, my probably favorite was from the last presentation when they, you know, she's like, I was known as Dick, the dictatorship. And I sometimes feel like that's me just trying to, you know, make room for me around the table. And I come off maybe a little bit of a dictatorship. So I got a lot out of that last presentation. Caitlin, what is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? It's a hard question. But for me, it goes back to where my passion lays is food security and knowing that I'm, you know, making a difference around the globe, helping make sure that no kid goes to bed with a empty stomach and just having the support system, you know, men and women, I have a really cool support system. And I know that there always will be a text to call away when I need them. So my name is Lauren Peters. I am from Truro, Nova Scotia, and I am the Community Education Manager for Dalhousie's Faculty of Agriculture. I'm also one of the inaugural members of the Canadian Agricultural Youth Council. So that's how I'm attending today at the Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference. Really, really excited to be here. That's amazing. How do you get your start in agriculture? Yeah, so I didn't grow up on a farm, but I, however, my very first job was working on an ag farm. I actually worked all the way up through different positions within it, but I was also a very avid 4-H member within my 4-H club. It was the largest in the province of over 100 different members. I fell in love with food within 4-H and all throughout high school, I took every food-related class I could, like food science and agriculture And throughout all of my experience there, I actually got the chance to visit the agricultural campus in Truro multiple times and learn more about the program International Food Business, which is the only program of its kind worldwide. Really, really unique program. Very happy to be a part of that alumni group now. And so, yeah, that was kind of my story into it. Fell in love with the university so much that I found a way back and now work for the university too. So That's amazing. Yeah. What have been some of your biggest takeaways from the conference so far? Uh, Just the sense of community, like just being a part of agriculture, but seeing myself in agriculture and seeing other women in it and in like leadership positions and just knowing that I can get there too someday. I, I am in a leader position already, but to see my future within the agriculture industry and know that I'm in the right place and I I see I'm surrounded by passionate people for a passion that I love too. I love being able to feed people and help people know more about where their food comes from and all the incredible people within the industry. Yeah, just really, really happy to be involved in it and be part of this community. Absolutely. Now, what is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture? Absolutely. Definitely not the community. Like I said, like it's it's very strong. Like within Nova Scotia, we have a Maritime Ag Women Network where we basically just get to connect on multiple different levels, learn about all the different aspects of women within agriculture and how we see our place in it. Like we belong in it just as much as anybody else and getting the chance to work with like-minded people for the same goal of feeding people. And yeah, it's just, it's a super rewarding industry to be involved in. My name is Nicole Coles. I am a registered veterinary technologist, and currently I am working with Prairie Livestock Veterinarians out of Red Deer. 
That's amazing. Nicole, did you grow up in agriculture? I did. So my family has a farm outside of Old Alberta. My great-grandfather had got the farm when he came over from Scotland quite quite a while back. So we haven't hit 100 years yet. But yeah, I was raised on the farm. My parents had a house on the farm. My grandparents were on the farm. So we had a smaller just cow-calf operation. We did have chickens at one point, so we butchered and sold eggs. And so that's kind of... I just grew up on the farm, loved the farm life, loved being around the animals. Um, At the time, I was too young to help with any of that, but that passion kind of stuck with me, and I've put that into my adult life. (laughs) Gone into your new career. So what made you choose the path that you're on now? Yeah, so like I said, from a young age, I just always loved animals and enjoyed, like it was always intriguing to me how Grandpa worked with the cows and how they handled the chickens and kind of right out of high school, I just knew that I wanted to go into tech school. I had volunteered in a vet clinic and had great mentors in the clinic as well. So just stuck with that and followed through tech school, um, worked in small animals. So I kind of have a little bit of everything under my belt. So lucky you could just see all the cute critters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What have been some of your biggest takeaways from the Advancing Women's Conference? There is a lot of amazing women here. And I've kind of been a point in my career where for the first time I'm enjoying my job and I want to progress and move forward with that. And I want to have an awesome career like a lot of these women. They just, they love what they do and they're not afraid to put themselves out there. And so that's what I really want to strive to get towards. Yeah doing it now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? Just being like involved with feeding the world. Like right now I'm working with swine and poultry and we have a lot of commercial producers. So constantly learning, helping those producers to get food out onto the table and just finding the joy in it is is huge. Yeah. Hey, my name's Rebecca King. I'm from Kitscotty, Alberta. I'm on a self-transitioned farm south of Kitscotty. And yeah, I've lived what many have said the lifetime of an 80-year-old in my short amount of time, just through some of the things that I've experienced in my life. And um, yeah, I'm... I'm eager, but also very apprehensive to put my, my story forward, but I feel like it needs to be put forward because there's a lot to learn. And I think that if there's a silver lining in some of the things that people experience, it's that you can teach others from your experiences to help make it easier for them. What's one of the biggest experiences that has changed you or helped shape you of who you are on your farm? Well, there's been a number of experiences, but I think the most prominent one is when my husband was killed seven years ago yesterday and I was left on the family farm with three young girls and my husband had no brothers no uncles and I know it shouldn't matter if it's a a male or a female but in our industry it seems to be that way and so I dug my heels in I sued my father-in-law for the farm and I won and I'm left on that generational farm now with my three girls and persevering very hard. <laughs> so I've learned a lot about succession and transition, transitioning, and uh, I feel like I need to share that story and teach women the importance of having your name on things and just the importance of those difficult conversations to have 
within families. What's one of the biggest things that you've taken away so far from the Advancing Women's Conference? From the Advancing Women's Conference, I've taken away the fact that we have to not be scared to put ourselves forward and be confident in who we are and the messages that we have and not feel shy, I guess, for lack of better terms. And yeah, just be confident in who you are. Right. Own your story. Own your story. Yeah. Yeah. What is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? The life skills that you learn throughout, throughout not only just what you do as a, as a rural woman, but also through the experiences that you, that you gain and what you've learned from those experiences, I think is huge. Right. It goes throughout your whole life. It really does. Yeah. And yeah. it puts into so many, puts a lot of things in perspective and I think it gives you a lot of skills, so... Yeah, it, it really does. And then it allows you to pass those on because, you know, as a single parent with three young daughters that, you know, you feel like it's the end of the road with certain things. It it really teaches you that, you know what, perseverance is, is important. Yeah. My name is Riley Leeson. I'm from Hayes, Alberta. I'm a third generation rancher. Um, I've grown up on my family's purebred Angus operation, as well as kind of do a little bit of row crop and some custom hang. Dabbled in the sheep business a little bit. And How did you like sheep? They were interesting. It actually, we got in the sheep business because my brother's 4-H heifer was open. And then next thing you know, we were selling lamb like crazy and won the Calgary Stampede with a U somehow, and then that was the end of the sheep business for us. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Like That's a good like kick at the can in the sheep business. Yeah. That's very cool. So growing up in agriculture, what did you see from women in your area doing for their farms or their ranches? What were their roles, and were there women that you looked up to? I have a lot of women in our area that I really look up to. One of them is both of my aunts, actually. They're extremely active in day-to-day operations. Well, as like growing up in the Angus industry, especially see a lot of young girls like join junior boards and national boards. And just like having the impact and being around them has really impacted my life in terms of just watching them go on and do big things. And it's, they're just the neighbor, but they're also the president of the Canadian Junior Angus Association. Right. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I just live next door to some really cool people, (laughs) right? What have been some of the biggest takeaways for you from the conference so far? I think just like the importance of networking and meeting people. And I've been blessed with a lot of opportunities within the ag industry and got to meet some of my closest friends that live across the country or even down in the States. And I actually go to school down in the States and that kind of opportunity was arisen through agriculture. And this just really kind of really puts a candy coating on it, the fact that you need to have a strong community of people behind you to like push you to do big things. And I think this is just really reinforced that idea even more. Yeah, for sure. Well, and we're a community in agriculture, regardless of who you are, where you're from, what you do. uh, We all kind of lift each other up, I think, or should lift (laughs) each other up. So what is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? I think it's just kind of challenging honestly myself and pushing myself like I said I've had a lot of amazing role models to look up to and it's you can compete with the boys and be right there with them and you're probably going to be out doing them because you have the the want to be better and want to grow yourself and just prove prove to people that you can do it and you can do it even better than they ever expected. I 
I'm Sydney Lidniak. I'm from Edmonton originally. Now I live in Camrose, Alberta, and I'm a crop input sales rep for Cargill. Did you grow up in agriculture or was this something new for you? Kind of. Uh, my grandparents farmed out in Saskatchewan and my dad's worked in ag my whole life. So I just kind of ended up here after COVID started. I started in operations and then was customer service. And now I'm in sales. Amazing. What has that transition been like for you through the company in, in agriculture? It's been a lot of fun. I always kind of liked ag, but I just wasn't so great at science in high school. <laughs> um, so I couldn't go into like agriculture for university because I needed better science marks. And then, yeah, there's just so much opportunity to grow. And if you do well, like Cargill's a great company. Um, if you do well, there's so many opportunities to grow. I love the relationships with the farmers. Like even now that I've moved, I still have some of my old farmers like contact me, see how I'm doing. Last night I ran into one of my old farmer's wives and chatted with her a bit. And it's just, it's, I love the community in the sense of everything. Yeah, for sure. Well, and what a testament that there are so many other things you can do in agriculture besides the sciencey stuff, because I too was not great at science in school. So, you know, there's different paths for everybody and everything added up makes the industry what it is today. So what have been some of your biggest takeaways from the conference so far? Just kind of how to have the conversations now that I'm in a sales role rather than like a customer service. It's more about building relationships and then building that kind of trust between them and I so that they'll want to do business with me or like they'll trust me because trusting someone with what's going into the ground that you'll have something come up is kind of a big deal. So I had a session on like connected conversations that really helped and just hearing like the stories from all the women, seeing all the different paths everyone's on and like kind of where you can go. Yeah. when just like we said, so many opportunities and different things you can do and opportunities that haven't even come up yet that will come up down the road. So exactly. What is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? I I just think like working in agriculture, I never, never really thought of myself as just like a woman in agriculture. I just thought of like someone feeding the world. <laughs> People ask me, they're like, what's the most rewarding part about working in agriculture? I'm like the fact that what's going in the ground today, like a few months down the road, that's going to become your canola oil. That's going to become your beer, like your bread, everything. And then just being like a woman, I'm the only like female sales rep in my location, we do have an associate who's also a female. So just kind of being like that young woman's voice around all the older men is kind of cool. Yeah. Well, and hopefully influential to hire some more lady sales reps. Yeah. Other locations <laughs> definitely have more females, yeah. just not at mine necessarily. That's amazing. Well, and having a female in the office and as a sales rep, being able to have others see that you're there and give them the opportunity to know that they can do it too. So my name is Trish Tates and I am from uh, the Three Hills area of Alberta. There's a little bit of the, the moving around roadshow for a number of years, but I settled in Three Hills for the last five years and I'm the co-founder along with my husband for the Craft Beef Company. What made you decide to start the Craft Beef Company? I decided to start the Craft Beef Company because my husband actually was on a fourth generation family cattle ranch. And when his dad passed away, they had a big farm auction and they sold 
everything. So all the cattle, all the handling equipment, everything. And so my husband and I, we had all the facilities there, but, you know, not perfect by any means. And so we said, you know, if we were going to start bringing beef back onto this this fourth generation farm, you know, what would that look like? And I right away said I would want to direct market that product and sell it direct to consumers. And so that opened the door to work with a whole bunch of other farms and have a steady supply of a bunch of different products year round. Of delicious Alberta beef. Absolutely. <laughs> and lamb and yeah. chicken. And All the good <laughs> stuff. So what have been some of your biggest takeaways from the Advancing Women's Conference? Yeah, I've been a regular here. This is, I think, my seventh year wow. of coming to the Calgary Advancing Women in Egg. And like Iris Mack has been, she's actually become a friend of mine. She's so supportive. I've called her and I've bounced ideas off of her. And I think she even knew about the craft beef company before most people did. And I mean, her support has meant the world to me. So I'm obviously a huge advocate for this conference and a lot of the learnings that can come out of it. Yeah, for sure. What is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? I want to say maybe a little bit of the unexpected because to run into me on the street, you might not think that I'm a woman in agriculture and uh, it it can catch people off guard. And I I probably have a little bit too much fun with that. (laughs) I'm sure you can relate. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think like I've, I've really focused on, like I'm a formal mentor with Olds College and uh, mentoring some of the, the women that are trying to break into the agriculture space. I've also worked in agriculture finance for coming on to a decade. And so I think there's just a lot that we can do as women to kind of help bring another generation of young women into the egg space. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast a proud member of the Positively Farming Media Podcast Network. The Rural Woman Podcast is more than just a podcast. We are a community. A huge thank you to the Rural Woman Podcast team, audio editor Max Hofer, and admin support from Kim & Co. Online. A special thanks to our Patreon executive producers, Sarah Reedner from Happiness by the Acre and Carrie Munven from Laystone Farms. To learn how you can become a Patreon executive producer or other ways to financially support the show, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com to learn more. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast to get the latest episodes directly on your playlist. And if you are loving the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that accepts ratings and reviews. You can connect with us on social media at The Rural Woman Podcast and with me at Wild Rose Farmer. One of the best ways you can support the show is by sharing it. Send this episode to a friend or share on your social media. Let's strengthen and amplify the voices of women in agriculture together. Until next time, my friend, keep sharing your story.